Ultimate Super Coach and Fantasy Sports Show. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Inside MBL Show. As always, we're brought here today by the Standard Squeeze, Ryan from Astute Newstead, but we've brought Bonus Bet along and we'll talk about them a little bit later. Uh, this is our Round 7 review show. Um, I'm the Supercoach Matrix and I'm here with MC Hammer himself. How's your weekend, mate? Uh, it was good, man. A little, little bit quiet. It was, a, it was a very small round of basketball, but you got out on the golf course. Yeah, had a work Christmas party. Uh, that was a bit of a struggle this morning, turning up to work. Who does that on a Sunday? I'll have to have a talk to the to the managers. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, went and played golf. Um, have a guess what I won as a prize in this charity golf day. God, this is, uh, I don't know. What did you win, Matrix? I won some great northern budgie smugglers. No. So, uh, yeah, yeah, look out. <laughs> Uh, the old uh, the old swordfish might uh, might make a um, oh. a bit of a debut this summer, I reckon. It's gonna be a hot girl summer for sure. That's insane. Well done. <laughs> um, look, we're back to our normal Monday review show. Um, it's a tough week because everybody was on single game weeks. Um, yeah, so thanks again for everybody uh, popping along. Um, on today's show, we're going to cover our teams. Uh, we have our squeeze of the week winners. Uh, we're going to cover any breaking news. We're going to talk about the teams with the best schedule, review the games from a super coach perspective, touch on some trade thoughts, and answer all your questions along the way. Um, how'd your team go this week, Hammer? Uh, as always, not as well as I would have liked, uh, but not too bad, man. I've, I was up there. I've moved up in the rankings. I had, I had 216 for the week. And that's without Clintman playing and, and captaining Source, which was pretty ordinary. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll take it as a win. I'm, I'm up in the top 4% now and, and climbing, so can't be too shocked, man. What, how'd you go? Well, look, I had a stinker. I got oh. 188. Um, I captained Source. I brought in McVeigh yeah. over Doolittle and Lamb. Look, the bad thing's the score. Um, dropped a few hundred to seven hundredth, but the worst thing is I just missed out on that cash generation of um, of Doolittle and Lamb. Um, oh, look, I, I left, you know, thinking I was just going to go Doolittle. I didn't have a Tasmania player all year, so I was intrigued about adding someone. But yeah, I won't be going back to the Magic Pool. I think. Yeah, man, that's um, Doolittle came with the goods. We'll probably touch on that a bit later when we do our game reviews, but. Uh... Probably the, the silver line in this whole thing is I reckon most people captain Source. So, yeah, without captaining him, so. the, the other ones were like JLA and Cotton. And, you know, I, I don't think it's affected the rankings too much. So, probably a, a good week to miss on captain. Yeah, I think so. Like, I did only drop 200. I expect it to be a lot worse if there's any silver lining. I thought it would be worse. Only dropped 200 spots. Um, yeah, would love to get back into the, um, into the 500s again. Um, yep. Look, let's answer a couple of questions just straight off the bat. Um, thanks yeah, for yeah, popping yeah. on, guys. Uh, Globals are oh, Globals just stating, did he not call JLA a pod move? Hey, man, it was fantastic. He did about a, about a double game week's work this week. Yeah, he was um, sensational. Luke Skinner, um, I think we'll be mentioning him a bit later on. Um, 
How many Taipans is too many? <laughs> what? That's number. That's a big question to, to sort of unpack. I reckon we leave that one for a bit later on, but it, it's definitely worth talking about. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to throw a number out there as four. Don't know why. Uh, we'll talk about it later on. And okay. um, a flying toilet thinks that you look like prime Daniel Johnson out here. So uh, that's, a, that's a great call. Um, and uh, Maddie Thomas, we will have a bit of a chat about our trade targets a bit later on, um, but probably in our review show, we'll, uh, in our preview show, uh, we'll we'll probably firm those things up. I just start to think, I tr- look, obviously we do our research, obviously we watch watch the games, but I do actually find that my trade targets through talking it through with with the guys here um, and and Hammer, I actually changed my mind about three times during this show, so. Yeah, it's it's a blessing and a curse, isn't it? Like sometimes you can be so sure coming in here and then even after doing the pod, you walk away and like, oh, shit, I don't even know where I'm going now. But, uh, yeah, that's good. Um, let's duck into our uh, squeeze of the week. Carl, coach of the double dribbles, uh, double banged dribbles. out 258 and 26th overall. Um, he's won a four in one or a standard squeeze pack. So slide into our DMs, Twitter, Facebook, um, on our Discord, whatever you need. And uh, yeah, just send us your address, send us your last name, Carl, and uh, we'll get the pack out to you. Um, valued it in around that 50 bucks. So that's fantastic. Thank you again to the standard squeeze. Um, look, if you're not confident that you're going to win, um, a week, you can use Insight 15 to go get 15% off standardsqueeze.com. Um, they have a range of goods. I'm sitting here drinking out of it, drinking out of a four in one. Um, I've always got a trusty homebrew uh, bourbon here um, just to just for your Monday nights. Monday nights with Matrix, uh, late nights with Matrix. I've got an NBA show going on after this, so it's all happening. Um, got to mention David from Dalford Jack, uh, still leading our pack. And his second overall, um, closely followed by Luke from Skin Dogs, which is Luke Skinner in the chat. Um, he's still third overall, and we currently have five of the top ten in our group. So I think that's huge, mate. Yeah, that's that's incredible. It just shows the strength of the community we've got here. And, I mean, we throw out a lot of stuff all week, but there's some guys in here smarter than us throwing some stuff out too. So keep an eye on the Discord, and you, you might pick up a little pearl of wisdom every now and then. Mate, just over to a few things. Uh, Mr. B said, it's good to see you out of the paddy wagon. Um, and Definitely not missing look, the nissle. Um, <laughs> you go look up your uh, your team name, Hammer, because Paul Bark wants to add you as a uh, as a rivalry, which we can do in uh, in Supercoach. I know that you've, uh, you've come across from NBL Fantasy. Um, mm. But, yeah, I've got to get to business just to explain our new sponsor, Bonus Back, bank um it's australia's number one match betting website uh match betting is a very profitable side hustle uh you take advantage advantage of bookmaker bonus bets and promotion to make risk-free and tax-free income every week uh with the help of bonus banks tutorials and tools you can start making your first profit and finding edges like enhanced odds sign up to bonuses and uh money back action uh bonus bank is free to join and um Make your first $75. For less than 2 bucks a day, you can upgrade to a premium account and unlock plenty of courses uh, that cover all aspects and explain match betting. Um, so it's basically putting other bookies against each other to make sure you get the wing. 
The best thing is if you use promo code INSIGHT, you'll get 25% off your first month. And, um, yeah, you can learn how to earn bonus bank bets, convert them into cash. On average, bonus bank members are making two and a half grand in the first two months. Low risk, risk-free uh, if you follow the tutorials. So use the promo code INSIGHT to get your premium bonus bank account today. How good is that? Mate. Huh. Playing with the house Let's is money. Into- yeah. I know it's it sounds pretty good. I'm going to be giving it a go. I'm excited for him to come online so that I can give my, give my real review. I had to I had to do a bit of research. I didn't think uh, it come across as too good to be true. So um, yeah, I'm I'm interested to try it out myself. Sensational, mate. Let's go into the news. It's time for some news from around the league, mate. My boy. Will Magway, Magne has returned. I tell you what, is that going to knock Marcus Lee around or not? Isn't he huge? <laughs> 12 minutes on debut for Will Magne. It's uh, probably the most he stayed on the court for in about two seasons. So solid start. Didn't, didn't do a hell of a lot, but didn't do a hell of a lot wrong either. But look, super coach aside, it's going to be good for Tassie having the two tandem bigs, right? Yeah, they're like Kruslovich as your backup big, uh, you're probably in trouble against some of those big guys. Yeah. Look, Magnet's talented. I know that he'd come across, and I think he was in a two-way deal with the Pelicans for a while. I really enjoyed watching him as a young fella when he was at the uh, when he was at the Bullets. I sat beside his mum and dad one day. Actually, had a bit of a chinwag. Yeah. You don't have to. Yeah, you don't. You know, you don't have to be doing too much to get uh, to get some words of wisdom from Matrix after about ten beers. But yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, Sat next to them. They're lovely people from a lovely family. So, um, look, I expect him to ramp up some, ramp up to some more minutes. Hopefully, we get a get a big discount and can get a bit of a. If Tassie have a good run, we can get onto him. Look, I think I think the thing with Magne is, I'm going to say he's not going to be particularly super coach relevant. Where we need to look at is, is who's going to be losing minutes and, and getting impacted by his return. So. You know, I don't think anyone's going to be holding, you know, your Krizlovich's, your Bairstow's. Um, So I think the only real one is if anyone's looking at Marcus Lee, keep an eye on on how those minutes get distributed. But, yeah, I don't think it's an overly relevant, you know, bit of news. Um, Melbourne United holds on to the top spot, even though they're undermanned. I still think this is Melbourne United's year to lose. Uh, Tasmania looked good. Sydney looked good. Um Melbourne without their, without some of their stars, this was phenomenal. Yeah. Look, they're sitting well and truly atop the table now, and they just keep getting it done week in, week out. We, we're at the point now where we can't say, you know, they got lucky, they you know got a lucky bounce here or there. They're, they're legit. And, and they're doing it almost by committee. Like, JLA's come back, stepped up with some big scores, but there's someone else popping up every week. They had no Travers. Uh, who else was missing? There was... Uh, Ian Clark was missing, Delhi was missing, and they didn't miss a beat, did they? No, they were good. Um, look, Illy steers the ship around, but um, yeah, Joe Luwalachua was phenomenal. Let's just, yeah. Yeah, and probably the big big thing is, I'm, I'm pretty sure Huck Porty still started, but he only played the nine minutes. JLA's yeah. back. I wouldn't be surprised if he actually starts soon, although coming off the bench, he's coming in against the second string centre, and it's actually, he's carving up I haven't seen anyone in this league for a very long time who can match this guy for you know, size, length, mobility. He gave Source all kind of headaches. Um, so, yeah, look, 
if the schedule wasn't so disgusting, it'd have to be a lock, right? Yeah, the schedule's just bad now. Like we missed Joe Lawalichur would have been an absolute lock during the, those first five games where they had four Absolutely. double game weeks in five games, wouldn't they? Yeah, I think from now on, he's definitely an option if you've got the kind of cash up your sleeve that you're going to need that one week rental. Like, I haven't looked that far ahead in the schedule. If they've got two weeks, he's the kind of guy you want to bring in and, and park him there for a couple. But um, yeah, no, he's he's made for this this format of scoring. Um, again, that's our breaking news. Um, thanks for everyone for popping on. Our league code, if you haven't joined, 680-481. As we're getting halfway through the year, I'm probably looking at locking that off just so that so that the guys involved can I suppose, have the biggest chance at getting the standard squeeze packs. Um, but, yeah, we'll probably allow it for another week or so, 680-481. Get your mates in. Have a, have a little bit of a dig because, um, look, standard squeeze giving away 50 bucks every week to our, to our viewers are just fantastic. Um, look, I want to get it out of the way early. Uh, the team's on double game weeks. Uh, this is brought to you by Ryan at Astute Newstead. Um, Contact him on 0431-766-784 for an obligation-free home loan quote. Thanks, Ryan. I know he's an avid NBL fan, um, big in AFL and NRL as well. So uh, we might even get him on the show one day. I know he's popped on the AFL show. Um, we but He'll be yeah. flat out this week with the rate rises. What an absolute shocker that was. Yeah, I know. I know. He still he still keeps messaging me and tells me my home loan's market leading, but I just see it getting getting a bit more expensive all the time. So, hey. Sometimes it's not what you spend, it's what you save. So, um, oh, you yeah. That early too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get it. Get in touch with Hamo. Um, but Perth and Tassie are on double game weeks. So, probably one week streamers uh, if you don't already have them. Um, and New Zealand and Cam's are on those double, double game weeks. So, they are probably the targets if you don't already have them, aren't they, Hammer? They are. But this week, just gone, you know, there were a few injuries where a bit of crisis sort of trades at the end, but. Should have been a bit of a reset week. You, you should be reasonably set up coming into rounds uh, eight and nine, but you're dead right, mate. Cairns, New Zealand, Perth, Tasmania on the double, and Cairns, New Zealand on the double double. So we're we're going to be looking at those Cairns stacks starting to form in a lot of teams now. Um, at the halfway point in the league, that's about when I start looking at the ladder just to see where everybody's going. And uh, yeah. Perth Wildcats took care. Like everybody was talking about Perth Wildcats about being disappointing earlier on in the year. Um, yeah. Their their coach, a Toowoomba local actually, um, was uh, was copping a bit of a um, copping a bit of a pizzling in the media. Uh, but uh, they took care of the Breakers, who fall to like two and seven for the year. Um, Mate, what what'd you take from this one? Uh, probably the missing persons report that's been um, put out on Corey. <laughs> yeah, we saw tie webs to start. A uh, lot more balance in the team. It, it looked better. They're looking for cotton. And I think having that wag staff and, and some of those guys come back into the mix who know how to get him open, he went off, didn't he? He had, he had 30, what do you have, 43 super coach points, 37 yep. actual points. So... Look, 37 points, three rebounds, two assists. There's not a lot going on aside from scoring, but he's got the ball in his hand. They're looking for him. The opportunity's there. On another double this week, captain option. Yeah, genuine captain option. Um, I know a couple of guys that captain Pinder too with that 
that matchup sort of New Zealand haven't been the hugest team. Um, I really like the matchup. Um, Still banged out 31. So that was pretty good. Yeah. The other, uh, the other one you looked at pretty closely and didn't pull the trigger on was Doolittle who uh, had eight points, 11 rebounds, four assists. Like that's a a pretty solid stat line. He's touched across all areas of the stat sheet, (coughs) but 31 super coach points. He still left me wanting more, right? Yeah, look, it was it was one of those games that when I watched it, I was like, oh, well, that's good. Doolittle hasn't done much. And then I checked the super coach scores, and I was like, oh, I've made a boo-boo. You're right, though. Like When you look at it and, you, and you, you're trying to get this guy to pass the eye test, every time he does something, I feel like it's a bonus. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. rebound. But it's not like you go out and you're expecting it. It's, it's almost a nervous wait for him to do more than he – probably should like it's it doesn't feel comfortable does it no it doesn't um i'm just trying to get up how many uh how many minutes Doolittle played 37 minutes too basically yeah. didn't get a time s- game yeah yeah true um basically didn't oh yeah um 94 76 overtime um yeah <laughs> blown out but um yeah look hard with 37 minutes, he's not going to get that every every week, is he? I am look, Usher played. Sorry, he looked off the bench. Only 17 minutes, so yeah. So I'm more inclined to think that's getting close to what the rotation is going to be. They've had a bit of success the last two weeks. There was rumours circling around uh, of Usher potentially being poached back to Europe. I think, I think it might have been Greek team circling, and they've they sort of quashed those rumours down a bit, but. I think this might be a lot closer to what we, we see going forward. At least 30 minutes for Doolittle. But once again, the opportunity's there. I'm still not comfortable that the production's going to be there every week. But, you know, he's, he's gone up again. He's $239,000. Uh, he's made some people some cash, and he's climb, climbing back towards his original import price. Yeah, I was excited at 170 and then didn't pull the trigger. And then I saw him at 200 and I was like, oh, look. I'm just not – I know he's going to make money at a minus two break even, but I was I was really worried. Just he's undersized too. Yeah. Um, I probably expected – like Pinder did a lot more with his minutes, like yeah. 21 points, uh, six rebounds, two assists. But, look, the extra 10 minutes definitely helped bank some points. So. Yeah, definitely. It's um, it's something that's taken me a bit by surprise with coming across to the Supercoach platform is – just how volatile these price rises are. Like, yep. swinging 30, 40, you know, sometimes 50,000 K in a week. Now, there's yep. some big fluctuations, isn't there? Like, if you got uh, Lamb and Doolittle, you made like 60, 70 K this week. Yeah. And you can keep them both for another week. Yeah, exactly. They, they, both, yeah. they uh, both have pretty low uh, break evens as well. So you're probably making cash again. Yeah, that's probably my question to you. Do you think it's too late to get on Doolittle or Lamb? Lamb got 37 in this game, uh, was the highest scoring from the breakers in a losing team. Um, do you think it's too late? Are we chasing last week's points? Or, um, yeah, do you think you can add them this week? Look, the, the price of, um, of Lamb is pretty significant now. He's up over 300K. Uh, I think he's he's going to max out soon. He's had a couple of good weeks. He's definitely the beneficiary of, uh, Cheatham still being out. I'm hearing he's ahead of schedule to return. Finn Delaney's uh, had some down weeks. I'd like to point that out. Flying toilet after his terrible toilet truth bomb. 
but look, I think Doolittle you can definitely run with another week. Uh, he's cheap enough to potentially hold on your bench. Lamb, they've got the good schedule. I reckon you can hold him for a couple of weeks if you're playing him on your, on your floor. They're both options. You may lose money, though. I'm, I feel more comfortable adding Lamb than I do Doolittle, especially with the double-double game week instead of just a double game week. You know, I'm going to hold yeah. him for a couple of weeks. Even if he goes up a little bit this week and then drops a little bit the, the next week, yeah. um, I think it's just about putting points on the board. There's a question that's just popped in from your man, Knee, here, Matty. Uh, yep. He says he already has Wardenberg, Dr. Doolittle, uh, Clintman and Bannon. Should he add Lamb? What are your thoughts? I think I'd find it really hard to work out, really hard um, to work out who I would add, like who I would start and sit between those guys. But I tell you what, it's a killer front court. I do just wonder if you've got all that money tied in in your forwards, you're probably struggling in like your center or your guard position. Maybe you're not. Maybe maybe you've just had a had a rip a year. But like, I would be looking to. Look, adding Lamb yeah. would be fantastic, but who would you start? They're all middling forwards, aren't they? Well, the option you got there is to move Wardenberg to centre. I, I don't know who you got at yep. centre. That frees up a spot. Bannon's on a single, so I think if you had the um, – not that you'd want to get rid of Bannon because he's going to keep making cash. He's got a roll. They've got to double the one of the weeks coming up. But if you could go Wardenberg at centre, do little and potentially Lamb as your forwards, that's looking – Pretty special this week. And then uh, it's a double-double for New Zealand. Get Doolittle out the week after. Bannon comes in. I think they're on a double in, in that week. And you could just about massage that quite nicely. I like it. Um, let's have a chat about Mango. Uh, 28. Um, mm. Double game week. Double-double game week incoming with a break-even of 20. He's someone we can make a bit of cash out of. Whether you feel comfortable holding him for the long term, but hmm. he's only 5% owned and making some cash. I have had a really good hard long look at this one. I'm potentially looking at an Oldbridge upgrade to um, a yep. Mango. I think he's only around that 170, 180k. He's, 185, 700. Yeah. But he, um, what do you have this week? He had 11 points, 14 rebounds for 28 super coach points, which is it's what he should be doing with the uh, the minutes he's getting. But who does New Zealand play this week? They've got the two games. What are his matchups like that we're looking at here? Let me have a look. I've only got a few screens open. But, um, mate, talk, talk, to me, talk to me about Will McDowell-White and Parker Jackson-Cartwright, and yep. I'll get the uh, matchups right. for New Zealand. Yeah. So both underwhelming, right? Parker Jackson-Cartwright... Started the season on fire, had a 60 super coach point game, something like that. And he's been good without being great sort of since then. The last two weeks have been a struggle. Foul trouble crept in. That was, uh, that, that's been the killer probably the last two weeks. But he, he had 20 actual points, three rebounds, four assists, but for 28 super coach points or a couple of turnovers. He's still getting the starting role. Will McDowell White, five points, two rebounds, six assists. It wasn't pretty. Like, something's wrong. This is not the guy that the entire league fought over to have as their starting point guard last year. Modi Mayor has won the, the golden ticket to Will McDowell-White, and all of a sudden he's fallen out of favour? 
what what's your take on that? Look, it it doesn't make sense. Like Park Jackson Cartwright and Anthony Lamb are taking seem to be taking the shots for New Zealand, but mm. I'd be putting the ball in Will McDowell White's hand and just see what happens, wouldn't you? He's talented. Is this the same situation we're seeing in Illawarra where Justin Robinson, Tyler Harvey can't coexist on the floor? Have we got? Is this what happens when we run two point guards who need the ball in their hand? Hey, I'm worried that that'll happen with uh, our boy Taron and uh, Miller as well. Yeah, it seems to have been a trend over the last couple of years in the league. You bring in small guards running dominant ball handling point guards or or combo guards or whatever you want to call them in the backcourt, the roles are getting murky, aren't they? We do get those small guards in Australia, obviously, because they can't make it in the NBA. Um, You can be, you can, because of how many people want to play in the NBA, you can get the same talent level player, but they're also 6'4". Like, who would you pick in your team? And then we do get these extremely talented, undersized guards, a la Bryce Cotton, um, and these, these other blokes. But yeah, it does yeah, seem to be a no bit of a trend. Design, man. These guys go. Like, you look at this year, you've got Crawford, you've got Cotton, uh, you've got PJC, uh, Shannon Scott, I don't know how tall Justin he is. Justin Robinson, like, Miller, Justin Robinson, Shannon, oh, Shannon Scott, Jalen or something. So. Like, yep. They work, but I think it's the pairing. If you're going to put your, you know, your, build your team around a point guard, why would you recruit over him with the same position? Well, that's what Rob was excited earlier on in the in the season, chatting about about Perth, like that uh, getting Cotton out there and getting Usher out there would be the perfect sort of yin and yang, and that hasn't worked out either. So I don't know what the no, answer is. But that's the sort of same thing we're talking about. Like Perth's problems sort of came from having ball-dominant guards. Like you're trying to run Cotton off ball. We spoke about it the other week. Traditionally, he's had like a Norton or uh, a Damian Martin, these guys who don't need to shoot the ball, have to do the dirty work. They're not even like getting great assist numbers. They're just moving the ball and, and letting Cotton do his thing. Whereas you bring in ball dominance like the Webster brothers, you know, all these people around him. It, you know, is this not enough to go around sometimes? Anyway, back to Mango Matthew. Yeah, let's, let's, um, let's, let's go to the Bowen Mango. Uh, what what yeah. do you think? You want to bring him in? You want to bring him yeah, in? Yeah, I want to know the schedule this week in New Zealand. Uh, so yeah, so they are playing, they have a really good matchup in Illawarra, but they have a really bad matchup. Well, maybe not too bad of a a matchup at the center position, but they're playing the Jack jumpers. See, I don't think either of those are great matchups. Like who was it? Illawarra and Tassie. Yep. Yeah. So Illawarra, Sam Froling, he was good on the weekend. He's going to play big minutes. So Mango, if he's starting and he's going up against Froling, he's not getting the benefit of going up against your, your Peatling or your Oldbridge or whoever they bring in at centre. Against Tassie, now he's got the two-headed monster who are both pretty good defensive players in, uh, well, Will Magne now and and the big Lee. fella. Yeah, Marcus Lee. So I don't love the matchup at all. No, look, I agree with you. I'm not even looking at Magne, but break even at 20, um, this is probably the week to have a punt. Um, yeah. It's not far from an old bridge. And I look, let's just head into Illawarra. Um, Cairns Taipans took care of them. Uh, they won by 10 points. Um, rather than starting at the top, let's start at the bottom with Lockie Albrich, one point, four minutes. Uh, it's, it's time over. to go Lockie, isn't it? Yeah. It, this is another one where 
I don't love you, Lockie Oldbrook. I love the idea of you, and it didn't work yeah. out. It's it should have been better. You can blame Jacomus for pretty much all of Illawarra's problems, but at this point, it is what it is. He's yeah. going to start losing cash, and that's what I was talking about before. The he's probably the one I'm getting out to upgrade to, to Mango before I start bleeding too much cash. You mentioned Sam Froling a bit earlier. Thirty-seven super coach points. Of course, if the if the schedule allowed, Froling and Gary Clark, all their work has been happening at the front. Um, yeah. Look, he's been scoring really well, even though Illawarra haven't been scoring very well as a team. Um, Justin yeah. Robinson, it's probably time to go if you were holding him in your lineup. Yeah, guilty. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry yeah. for bringing that well, up. But Clark, uh, and, um, Clark and Froling are probably the beneficiary of how badly the guys are shooting from the outside. They're just cleaning yeah. up this shit. It's, yeah, it's a mess in Illawarra. It's like a train wreck. Like, you see that thing derail in front of you. It's so horrible, but you can't look away, right? It's still intriguing. Uh, <laughs> Rolling was dominant, though. Ten, it was 18 points, 10 rebounds, something like that, and, and faded late, as Illawarra always do. But, um, yeah, not a great situation over there at the moment. There's not a lot I want to touch. One thing I do want to touch, it's the, um, it's the type end from Cairns. Um, look. Honestly, like with this great schedule, it's never too late to add someone. Uh, Bulkwell, um, 30 points. Taj McCall, 23. Our boy Taryn Armstrong, 69K special with 20 points. Uh, we've had Wardenberg with 19. Lap Mayan, the shooter, uh, 19. Uh, we've had Gak and Menenga in with a 19 and 9. Um, mm. Basically, how many can you get? Yeah. So this is probably a good point to unpack it. Like, Let's go through it. Taron Armstrong, I think, is a lock, right? The price is right. The production's there. The opportunity's there. Do you want to get to the point where we can see how him and Miller coexist? Because what are we around now? Round eight, and we haven't seen the two of them share the court once, have we? No. No. McCall, 16 points, six rebounds, two assists, three steals, and, as usual, six turnovers, which takes away 12 points. So he could have been in the low 30s, but... Rocks and diamonds with this guy. He's um, He just looks out of control sometimes, doesn't he? Like the roadrunner. Does Taj McCall's minutes drop off when Miller comes back? Like, Taron Armstrong's going to be there. Um, I, like, he looks... In the preseason, he looked like Josh Giddy. He looked like the second coming of, of him. Um, but... Yeah, it's how this Miller coming back affects and who drops off. And you look at Bulkwell, uh, you look at Taron Armstrong, you look at Taj McCall. Do those guys' minutes drop, or is it just a lap Mayan or or somebody like that um, that that falls out? Yeah, it's it's hard to tell. Like I think lap probably misses out uh, a bit, but then you got to look at the rest of it. Like Bulkwell is playing ridiculous minutes; it's probably going to trim back a little bit. Is Miller and Armstrong guys that can share the court together? Neither of them are prolific shooters. You know, we, they need the, uh, the shooting to spread the floor so both of those guys can operate. They both love the ball in their hands. The original plan was that Armstrong was going to get the keys to the city. Miller was going to be a guiding force and, you know, on the bench, tutor him along. But Miller's probably a lot better than advertised. So it's, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens. Probably in a, a bit of a situation this week where if you don't have Miller already, which I got him at, rid of him a couple of weeks ago with the injury, 
you can ease it. You can take a week to to see what happens because you've got good guard coverage. I think a lot of us will have Cotton, PJC, Doyle. Um, you've got enough coverage this week, and you can probably wait and see. Taj McCall's dropped 44K as Not a little enough. bit of a pod move. I've been half considering getting Taj in uh, this What's week. What's his break-in? Um, 60. So, yeah, you'd have to cover 30 and 30 again, which mm. is doable. We've just said he's lost 12 points in, in turnovers. Maybe mm. he wouldn't be doing as much handling of the ball with a, with a Miller and an Armstrong. They still need, you know, guys out there that are, yeah. that are not afraid to take the shot. And that's it too. Like he's going to get the minutes. He's he's everywhere, and that's a lot of the reason you get these turnovers. He's just involved in everything. Rebounds well. He's pretty lengthy for a guard. I'm pretty sure he's guard forward eligible. So that's probably another. Yeah, he's trick. guard. He's guard forward. It's it's pretty handy. I just yeah. I always said I would jump on Taj McCall at at one stage. Yes, would. And and he's starting to look form wise. He's starting to look. Pretty good. I know the break even of 61 isn't ideal, but it's also ideal enough that other people won't jump on with me. And um, look, could even be a captain option. You know, I don't hate it, but I'm going to wait a week. I think next week you're getting rid of cotton. There's some cash that's going to be available. You're going to be banking on Taj McCall having a shocker and dropping another 40K. And if he's coming into that lower price, then that's probably your, your price point because the schedule's there. You, you can ride this guy for the next six, seven weeks. I think it's a good move, but it's, it's really just trying to time the market, isn't it? Cairns are playing Perth and the, um, and the Jack Jumpers as well. Mm, not great matchups this week. I'm going to wait and see on this one, but I like your thinking, and next week it's possibly a go for me. Yeah, look, I'll probably I'll probably lock it in on the on the Wednesday show, but I'll have a, have a bit of a chat about my thoughts so far. Um Mate, let's duck into the 36ers, my uh, least favorite team to talk about, and the yep. Jack Jumpers. Um, look, I thought this week, I've, I haven't added a Jack Jumper all year. I can afford Jack McVeigh. Let's get him in. And he went and got me 19. I am but, disappointed, um, to say the least. You would be, given uh, what were your two other options, Lamb and Doolittle? Yeah. I know. Maybe I was just... Honestly, it's just one of those, and like maybe the Taj McCall is exactly what I'm thinking about. Like maybe sometime trying to outthink the room, you just need to calculate your risks at times. But Jack McVeigh yeah. had two, you know, a single game week, and which is the same as everybody else, and a and a double game week next week. Uh, look, he wasn't very highly owned. I just thought that it was a play. I wasn't super high on on Lamb. Obviously wrong. Uh, wasn't super high on Doolittle because he's just not that exciting to watch. He's just a bit of a plotter in my eyes. And I yeah. thought, let's chase the upside in McVeigh. Um, look, 36ers did play better than I probably thought against the Jack Jumpers or the yeah. Jack Jumpers, like against the Bullets. Uh, that game went down to the wire. What was it yeah. the week before? Maybe the Jack Jumpers aren't as good as we thought they were. It's it's an interesting one because early doors, the Jack Jumpers, that ball was zinging. We were looking good. Now we're back, probably a hybrid now, like slightly better offense and not as good a defense, but we're getting teams back in the weeds again. It's uh, it's not fantasy friendly or super coach friendly. They're low scores, a lot of turnovers. It's, it hasn't been great, but in saying that, um, but Tassie, Doyle and Jay Craw, 30, uh, 30 and, was it 38 and 34 super coach points respectively. But you look at their stat lines, they're, 
they're not huge. Like, neither of them scored much. Doyle had 13 actual points. We had the five rebounds, eight assists, and the four steals, even with four turnovers. Yeah. You're, you're 38. Like, he's always thereabouts. Crawford, 17 points, six rebounds, three assists, three steals. Uh, the steals always help. That's what was going on with uh, PJC early on. He had, you know, five steals one game, four the next, and it really inflates those scores. <coughs> yeah, I agree with you. Um Marcus Lee only got the 22 points. Um, he was somebody I was looking at a pod earlier on in the year, but I'm just off him completely. Even at the discounted price now at 210K, yeah. I just don't want a bar of that um, unless I'm getting like a 26-minute a night Will Magne for 120K in, in three or yeah. four weeks. Let's, um, let's come back to this Wednesday because that center position is weak. You know, we've, yep. we've, we've given up on the Albridge experiment. You've got Mango, you've got Wardenberg, you've got Marcus Lee. And we, we're talking schedule-wise. We're, we're saying JLA and uh, Source are potentially going to be quite irrelevant soon. Um, yep. Rowling has a terrible schedule. It, it's a really hard position to know what to do with, isn't it? Yeah. Like, now that Source and JLA, like... If either of them had a decent schedule going forward, like we would just, they would just be added. Oh, you park it there for the rest of the season. Yeah. And even Brisbane, like, you know, Tyrell Harrison and, and Bangers always had that upside. He was good earlier on in the year. He was yeah. good in the preseason, got suspended. Like he's somebody that you'd have a punt on in his price. But it's just single game week after single game week at the moment. Yeah, for sure. What's, uh, uh speaking of single game, game week. Does he? Just let's just touch on the 36ers. Mitch McCarron, 27. Um, sort of a little bit of a resurgence from him in the single game week stretch. Um, Isaac Humphreys, 24. DJ 3J, 21. And everybody else sucked. So we talked about Macca quickly last week. He, um, yeah, his price is, is pretty low now. And he came out with a 27, yep. but it's it's one of those typical score lines we see from him. He, he's not really doing a lot. He had seven uh, points. Eight rebounds, three assists, a steal and a block in about 30 minutes. Like, he rebounds well for a guard. He's always done that. No, but it, it's not great, is it? Like, you take 27, LA. but it's like Doolittle. You, you just, you t- you're thinking that's a bonus. It's not, you know, you, you don't expect it. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, Let's have a look at while we're chatting about uh, 36s, because this goes um, our friend Nee uh, with the best profile picture in the comp. Um, if Trenton Flowers gets drafted in the NBA, he's quitting Supercoach. That's probably a fair fair thing. Yeah. It's, it's I don't think not... he'd get drafted in the NBL next year. And there's been a few uh, next stars like that. They had the, uh, what was the guy Southeast Melbourne had a few years ago that never even saw the court? He was meant to be a top oh. whatever pick and never went anywhere. Brian Bowen, uh, yeah. he was with Sydney, wasn't he? Terence Ferguson, yeah, yeah. where's he now? Oh, well, I think he played his last NBA game for OKC, but um, he was a beast in 2K, can I add Terence Ferguson, though? He was that lengthy uh, lengthy sort of guard that you could get for, like, you know, late 60 overall, which, like, he probably should have been, like, a 50 overall. But, yeah, no, Terence Ferguson, he had a build on him. Who makes these draft boards? Like the latest one I People saw. People that don't watch NBL games. He had AJ Johnson ahead of Huck Porty, 
And they had Ulbridge at 92nd overall, uh, who can't even get four minutes in the NBL. Yeah. I mean, not much going on there. Daylight for second. I think Ulbridge can be a serviceable NBL player in the future. He's just so young. They'll ease him into it. Um, I'm, I'd love to see him in the in the NBA, NBA, but I just don't see it happening yet. So I'd like to see him back in the NBL next year, but with a better club. It's a terrible situation. Yeah, what's what's keeping you near Lawara anyway? So mm, that's it. Who is good uh, coffee down near the water though? Speaking of probably better coffee, um, Melbourne mm. United versus Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. What a um, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, and the the long black, uh, Joe Luala Chul. Um, <laughs> uh, look, 48, 48 super coach points um, is an absolute beast. And um, I tell you what, um, I'd be I'd be ordering a grande. Absolutely. I lost it. <laughs> Absolutely, man. He was incredible. He, he really has changed the way that team plays. The length, the athleticism, the mobility. He gave Source problems. Like, Source was good. And, and to give Source credit, he is one of the best passing big men I've seen. I, I just love that high post sort of action with the, the back cutters and stuff. I'm trying my best not to say backdoor action there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but look, just the length troubles him. Sources, he's a beast, but he's undersized, and the length troubled him a bit. He probably missed a few of the shots that he, he needed to. And JLA's bounce, he just went about his business. Melbourne looked for him, and we, we've said it tonight already. If it wasn't for the schedule, we'd be all over this guy, right? And like, again, like with how many guys they were missing, like Goulding had to take a lot of shots. Um, he scored 27 super coach points. Flynn Cameron with 26. Rob Lowe with 21. Um, Shay Ely, I still own him actually uh, with 19. I had him coming off the bench. Um, Huck Porty, nine in nine minutes. Um, and not much else from anyone else. But with all the guys they were missing, like your Ian Clarks, your, uh, mm. your Delis, your um, like all those other guys. Um, who else were they missing? Luke Travis. Um yeah. The that, kids are that, solid. It was though. impressive. Like, yeah, Flynn Cameron, Kyle Bowen, it, it really didn't feel like they were missing big, big stars. Those guys came, played a role. I think Flynn had four or five threes. It was, um, it was good to watch. There um, you go in the comments. Look, Terry Armstrong, that was the guy from Southeast Melbourne with the crazy hair that never played. <laughs> there we go. Thank you. Um, there's, some good, right. there's some good. There's a good. Some good questions in the chat. Um, I'm going to bring this up. JLA has a four break even. Like, think about people that you can you can insert into your lineup and make money like a cash cow. Um, but it's those single game weeks that just scare me off. Like, I'd just rather punt on some guy with a minus five break even for 150k, yeah. wouldn't you? And like, spend that big money on guys on double game weeks. And yeah, I, I don't think he's going big enough. Like, let's say he goes the same as this round. What do you have, 48? Yeah. Over two games, you only need a guy who's going to get 24. And he's up there in the 300s now. You could probably get two players for that. So, so the cash generation really as hard. well, you've got to take into account, you're going to make 30K as well if he scores another 40. Yeah. But, I mean, at this point of the game, like, money's not really an issue or hasn't been for me. It's more just the number of trades I need to do. 
But yeah, it's it's really frustrating with some of those guys who don't have forward center eligibility. Like surely yeah. JLA should be forward. Alan Williams possibly should be forward as well. Like there's not much difference between a Wardenberg and a JLA, you know, in terms of the way no. they, you know, face the floor. It's, I don't know. It's uh, whoever makes this game needs a, a good stern talking to metrics. Right, let's go back to the coffee shop and, um, and look, mm-hmm. Craig Muller, the frappe, um, mm-hmm. but, if if it had to be a drink, it has to be the frappe, right? Um, We're not talking about the vanilla gorilla, are we? Yes, yes, we are. Yes, we are. Yeah, there it, it does have a not bit of. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But Craig Muller yeah, got Mollis thirty-two. Yeah, he's been starting. He's been good. Yeah, <laughs> it's look. I, I wouldn't go as far as saying good. He's he's been serviceable. It's. But yeah, South East Melbourne just didn't didn't look like they had together. Will Cummings was, you know, as good as two men on leave. Uh, yeah, like it was like two of twelve from the field or something. Brown had sixteen points, four rebounds, four assists. He, that's probably a baseline for him. Uh, Source fourteen points, six rebounds, three assists, two blocks. He he was good in the first half and started the game really well early, but foul trouble got the better of him. He only had one foul, maybe just got his second before half time, And um, yeah, just got a couple of cheapies pretty early on in the third and, and sat a lot. So, you know, I'm, I'm still keeping the faith. He, he's, he's good and he should be a captain option every time you, you play him. But um, yeah, that, that definitely hurt this week. All right. Look, um, Dan Johnson with eight points, a uh, Ruben Tarangi and Matt Kenyon doing what they usually do. But I'd Brown and Williams and I suppose holding them on a single game week. I was just hoping for a bit more after how big they went the week before mm. captaining source as well. Um, I sort of, Southeast Melbourne have been in tremendous form and I actually yeah. expected them to run away um, with all the injuries of Melbourne. And I suppose maybe that's yeah. why I was so impressed because I geared up for this one just thinking, you know, mate, Brown and Brown and um, Williams are going to have a field day. I didn't think I'd see a 32 from uh, from the Frappe. Yeah. Look, we mentioned it last week that potentially the length of JLA would be an issue, and I didn't take my own advice. So what do you say with that? Bubbles, though, uh, 27 uh, actual points, and I think he finished with 25 super coach points. So 27 super coach points, actually. With it was dead giveaway. Yeah. Um, the other takeaway, Hug 40, only nine minutes in the game. Yeah. I think if anyone's yeah, this, still on that train, you've got to get off. This is this is Joe's team now. Um, it's yeah. his world. We just live in it. Yeah, 100%. Uh, um, look, I'm seeing all the great questions coming in. Uh, we yeah. will get to them. We'll have a little bit of a question block there at the end. Uh, so thanks for everybody holding along. Um, and let's talk about... The first 35 minutes of the Bullets-Kings game, hey? Uh, just before you do that, there's a, there's a toilet question that's popped up, and I've got no idea uh, who the player is that he's talking about. So maybe we'll throw that out there for the group and see if we can get an answer by the end of the show. That's, yeah, uh, pop in. A flying a toilet toddler. is... Yeah, re- read out what a flying toilet's asking, Hammer, and, uh, and the guys can answer in the, um, in the comments. So, pop quiz... Can you name the only player in Supercoach with guard center eligibility? That just sounds like a glitch. 
glitch in the map. I can't. I can't. So I'm interested to see who it is. I'm sure it is somebody who's like 58k or something like that because I haven't come across it in my research. So um, King cool. King's 104 took care of the bullets 95, and I suppose that doesn't tell all the story. Um, bullets have been great the last few weeks um narrowly losing to to tazzy um again yep. against the uh the reigning champs up nine with three minutes and 20 seconds to go tell us what happened i can't get they through it. Voted, didn't they it was just it was <laughs> cataclysmic norton had an absolute shockery he got dimed up beautifully under the hoop by uh our man bannon mr gimme had a turnover the next possession uh, it was just funky. It was out of sync. Jalen Adams was quiet for Sydney and then just turned on the Jets in the last couple of minutes and, and got him home. It was, I sort of half watched the game. I was doing other things, but um, it was less than inspiring. It wasn't much of a game, was it? Oh, look, I was at a, can I tell you about how big the NBL is getting at the moment? I went into Go the Forest Hill pub. Like there's like, there's about four people that ever drink there. Um, I went into the Forest Hill pub on the weekend for a work Christmas party. We'd, we'd basically hired the whole place and the NBL was on. I was talking to my mate on the phone today and 10 years ago that like, I've always kept up with the NBL. I've always watched it. Um, like I've always been an NBA guy and everything as well. Um, I'm wearing my Jar Morant jersey. He's a gun. Uh, but there's just, I would have never walked into a pub and the NBL would have been playing 10 years ago. And right now, um, yeah, Kings vs. Bullets was was on the big screen as I, as I walked into a, a rural pub that, you know, 10 people max are usually there on a Thursday afternoon, for example. Um, yeah, I, I just think the NBL has taken strides. And Supercoach has been a big thing for it as well. Uh, but NBL is taking strides towards uh, just being recognised as a, as a top-tier sport in Australia, isn't it? Ain't no cupcake league, yeah? Nah, ain't no cupcake league. Um, look, let's start with the bullets. Um, Josh Bannon, 23, continues to rise in in cash. Um, mm. Sobe with 34. Um, he did have a break even of 40. I did sort of say, like, why are we getting rid of him? Because he can score well against any team. And he did. Still lost 11K, um, but you're not going to yeah. be just – 34 would have been my high-scoring player this week. So, um, yeah, it would have been great to have Sobe in the in the lineup. Um, DJ Mitchell is now 140K um, and uh, and scored 18. Uh, Chris Smith uh, keeps dropping in cash. He's gone sub 200 now. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, he just still hasn't gone into a stretch where I'm willing to take a punt. Um, Sam McDaniel, you should be off him. Mitch Norton, um, again, continues to make cash. Uh, he's got a three break even coming into next week. And basically every center for Brisbane were awful. So, Yeah, look, that center situation is a little interesting. I saw uh, Harrison played the 12 minutes. Baines has played the 16 minutes. So it's starting to flip. Baines still come off the bench, but it's, he's starting to ramp his minutes up again. Rocco got about seven minutes, so... I, you obviously don't play the, any of them together. I haven't seen it at all this season, but um, you're pretty much going to split 40 minutes three ways. So yeah, that's the risk we're jumping on any of those guys. Uh, yeah, I'm not seeing a lot. The only thing that's sort of in the wings is Shannon Scott coming back. Uh, so yep. watch out for any Norton holders. 
Uh, Bannon, though, I love when a guy has a defined role. Yeah. Like, yeah. we know he's going to get that 30 minutes a night. Shula loves him. Uh, DJ Mitchell now is resigned to the fact that he's going to go off the bench unless there's foul trouble. And I think Bannon you can keep probably for the rest of the season uh, or at least late in the season, whether you start him or, or play him on the bench because he's, he's definitely startable at times. Like, he's not, you know, a weapon, but like, he had 37 or something the other week. I think he had 23 or something this week. He's, yeah. he's, he's definitely playable. He's still got a negative break even and he's gone up 157K. Is that not yeah. the perfect cash cow? 100%. That's, that's what we're all hoping for some of these other ones to be, like Oldbridge and, you know, it's probably Galloway 2.0. The, I think right Taron could, yeah, I think Taron could do this. Um, I, yeah. I, I see a world where Taron could go up 150K in the next five weeks. So. All right, well, well, picture this. If you don't get on Taron right now and you hold him for these nine games, so after nine games, let's say he's up around that sort of 200K mark. Maybe more. He's probably going to be somewhere around um, like Banner, maybe early 200s. Yep. Are you not going to have the cash for those last sort of five rounds to target, you know, those, those teams? Do you need that cash builder who will produce for the next how many games? Like, is this a boat you can't afford to miss? If Yeah, you have to have... Bannon and Taron are as the most must-have that you can have in the game at the moment. I know we we go and say that Source is must-have, um, you know, on his good weeks. Um, you know, Cotton is must-have at times. I would argue that you could just substitute, you know, a Cotton for a Jalen Adams. Uh, yep. You can't substitute cash generation. Um, no. You need to have Bannon and you need to have Taron right now. If you were silly enough not to have him yet so far, just still a minus three break even. Um, just made 157K. Just could shoot for the moon. And it's been a bit of a blessing in disguise. With, with both of them being injured for the first four-plus rounds, we're getting those basement bargain cash cows at a time when we've already sort of let those initial cash cows expire. It's Yeah. Yeah, it's it's good. Um, what would Taron grab this? We went from 69 to... To ninety or hundred, something like that. Yeah, something, something around that, between ninety yeah. and hundred. So that's good. Um, and that was the round. Look, no, we just have to go Sydney. DJ Hogue thirty-two, Jonah Bolden thirty-two, Jalen Adams thirty-two, Jordan Hunter still frustrating with twenty-five, um, Denzel Valentine still ordinary with twenty-three, and Alex Tui, you can lock him in for twenty every week. Yeah, and that's the round. That's the round. No, no great surprises. Doing it by committee, you know. There's a lot of mouths to feed in Sydney, but they're they're all eating. Um, time for some questions, eh? Hey? Yeah, let's answer some questions. Um, unless you want to go through any of your trade talks a little bit early, mate. Look for me, trades this week is getting sourced out. That's the number one priority, and it's either going to be shoring up my Fords. Uh, or potentially bring in Mango Mathiang or someone along those lines to, to upgrade Oldbridge before he starts to drop cash. So I'm pretty well set. I've got PJC and Cotton in my guards. Need to get rid of J-Rob somehow off my bench. I've got Taron sitting there. I've got Bannon. I've got Clintman. I've got Lamb. Like, 
I don't have to do too much this week. I'm, I'm pretty well set up. So it's a bit of fixing up the source issue and, and a little bit of maintenance with that second trade. Yeah, look, I'm I'm getting rid of barbecue sauce as well. Uh, I also have to get rid of Gary Brown. Um, I've had two Southeast Melbourne players through the through the single. Gary Brown's been great for me. Uh, I yeah. think I've had him basically the basically the whole year. Um, has made me some cash as well. Uh, but trading out a 403k player and a 364k player, I'm going to have a lot of cash to splash this this next week. I, no I know I'm going to gonna talk it. about it Wednesday, but I don't know. Yeah, I honestly don't know. Like, I like I like the idea of Milton Doyle. I'm wondering if it's too late to get on Lamb. I don't like the idea of getting Lamb and Doolittle in. Do I just bring in a captain option like a Bryce Cotton, or or am I overthinking it? And I could just captain a Parker Jackson Cartwright or something. That's probably actually answering a lot of these questions might actually help me with that. I've currently just looked at Lamb and Cotton. I have the money to go Lamb and Cotton and still have 70k in the bank. So that's that's how much bank I have at the moment. I can do that's anything. Uh, also, Matrix, our community team. Where are we at with that? Um, I don't know. Let's answer some questions and I'll look into we'll find it. Find out. All right, cool. Check them out. <laughs> um, look, let's 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 answer some questions. Um, a flying toilet is starting Finn Delaney this week. Um, that that is more of a statement than a question um and he doesn't run from a toilet truth bomb and that could be look he is a flying toilet but that could be a stinker yeah that's uh yeah move on (laughs) have you heard anything about bobby clintman being back yet it was sort of a late scratching i would presume that he could he'd be able to feel the court the way it was made out was like it was not much i i'd fully expect him to be back this week i'd expect uh patty miller to be back this week so yeah until we hear otherwise i'd be i've held them so we'll see what happens i see a lot of people trading out um just looking around on twitter and some things like that i see a lot of people trading out bobby clintman i don't really understand why no whether you're starting him or put him on your bench and likely he's going to be on your bench most weeks he's still going to generate some some pretty decent cash he has a role um and he can give you some points. The schedule's there. He's on a double every week. It's it'd be ludicrous to get rid of him at this point. Um, Paul Bark obviously asked a little bit earlier who they could add. Um, what's your team name so that you could add it as the rivalry? Everybody get on and add uh, the box score bandits. Um, have a have a chop at the title as uh, as I ha- hear Hamish saying off air. Um, so. <laughs> You're making that one up. <laughs> um, but, yeah, enter the Matrix if you want to play against me. So um, I know no one asked, so I'll just give you that one for free. So um, <laughs> Theo, Theo has asked, Paddy Miller is, do you know when he's back? Um, well, I haven't heard anything yet. Uh, I would expect that he comes back this week. I believe he was close last week. Yeah. I'd imagine we'll probably have more news for our Wednesday show and, when Matty hits the breaking news button, we should have something to report back. I might Although even be wearing that, uh, that coat in the background. Yeah, when are we getting your coat back? I don't want to hear the news anymore unless you're going to put your jacket on. All right, Sandra Sully might be back next week. So, <laughs> uh, Some more questions. Thinking Ulbrich out for Menanga. I tell you, Ulbrich is frustrating. At least Menanga's playing minutes. Got nine on the week. 
Oh, on the, yep. on his single game week, um, he's cheap enough just to go sideways, and you're going to get double the points. I mean, you're going to get single the points because you're not going to start him. You're going to get yep. double the points halved. I don't know. Yeah, that right. it sounds good. And uh, Pinder in Pinder in for William sounds um, sideways with a better schedule. So that's that's actually the perfect trade. I don't hate the Pinder one. I might even look at that myself. It's Pinder for source gives you the chance of some solid productivity. The only issue is if you're holding Cotton, they both go to singles the week after. So you need to make sure you don't have any extra trades you need to do. That that centre position, if you can have a Wardenberg, and I know he's not as uh, higher ceiling, but the schedule there. It's not as sexy. Forget. It's not it's, as sexy. Yeah, you're right. It's not sexy, but fuck, he plays twice as much as anyone else. Like, he, exactly. when Source gets 30, he has to get 15 twice. Bang him in for 20 every game, I think. Yeah, I think so. He's had two down weeks, so he's, he's at a discount now as well. Um. Our friend with the great profile picture is asking the cheapie we get from trading Sar. Would you say Mango? I think Mango's... Oh, I would have said it at the start of the show. I think I've talked myself out of it after the schedule this week playing Tazzy and Illawarra, but I think that's a fair trade. I think, I think Sar, he's, he's not going to give us what we were hoping for, and, and that's John Riley's fault. I think he, he's more than capable of giving us what we needed, but I just... I think he's peaked in value, and it's this is what it is now. I'm there with you. Um, yeah, look, we answered that one a little bit early on. Um, he's trading Pinder from Big Mac Sauce and trading McDaniel for Bull Quoll. Hey, at least he's playing twice as much, so can't argue with that. Um, a couple of guys in the comments captaining uh, Parker Jackson Cartwright. Um, okay. Aldrich could have been the most disappointing player in Supercoach this season. I wouldn't say the most disappointing player. He's a 69K player that gave us probably too much of a glimmer in the, I suppose, the warm-up games, the preseason games, in the blitz. Um, uh, this is what this, 69K players do. Who is more disappointing and why is it Trenton Flowers? Um, yeah, it's Trenton Flowers. Yeah. I actually haven't owned Trenton Flowers all year, so I'm going no. right. I'll tell you who else. Majok Majok, because he's still owned by a number of teams. What the hell are they doing? Oh, they're just... Like, honestly, like, Even you enough. had to get that starting team right to start off with. So, because otherwise, like, how long did we hold Henschel? Like, I know he made cool. 2K, so I'm pre- pretty happy about that. But, um, yeah, Majok Majok, he's not... Not burning you, but it's about the same as Holton Ulbrich at the moment. And look, to get out of source and Gary Brown, I actually have to hold Ulbrich again. I, I'm yeah, worried. Okay. Yeah, Peatling's back, and it seems like he's, he's this is his role now. It's not boost worthy to get, no. and this is, um, you know, this could be a Who question for my therapist. Anyway? Stan yeah. Meninga. Hmm. Uh, it's not boost worthy, right? No, not at all. It's you're not going to gain enough as long as in the next couple of weeks you do have a spare trade to do it. Like you just don't want to lose that thirty k when he drops back to sixty nine. Do you have any ideas what squint your eyes profile picture is? 
because he just said squint your eyes and you liked my profile picture. I have no idea what it is. Is it the Twin Towers? Uh, maybe that's just how his team looks at the moment. I'm not sure. Um, get us in the comments. I'm, I'm a little bit higher in the comments. So we will get, we're answering everybody's questions. So um, McCall or Pinder to bring in. What do you think? Matty Tom. Pinder. Pinder on a one. Yeah. Well, it depends where you're putting them. Like Pinder's a good center option because there's not many this week. McCall, Matrix and I are probably on different sides of the fence with this one. You're calling it, aren't you? And I'm saying wait another week. What if I tell you that Pinder and McCall's break even are exactly the fucking same? Because it is. Uh, well, then I'd say good research. Uh, I think there's more value Thanks, in Means that a lot. board between, between Doolittle and Lamb. I don't think there's enough at centre. So if you've got Doodle and Lamb, I wouldn't be bringing McCall in this week. I'd wait for the price drop and bring in Pinder to get some coverage at centre. Yep. So you're saying bring in none? No. Well, cool. if I was going to bring one of the two, I'd probably bring in Pinder cool. at centre. Sounds good. Um, he's calling it. I'd probably bring in McCall. Uh, Pinder's disappointed me. So. It's a big McCall. I'm off. That is a big McCall. Um, squinting your eyes again. Uh, who's more important to get? Um, cotton. The cotton picker. Oh, I tell you what. Do you like? Uh, do you like my uh, my little uh, artwork? I know we haven't brought up the cotton farming yet, but cotton has to be a captain option this week. He was the second highest scoring bloke, and I tell you what. I just wanted to chew on some wheat. Yeah, look, I'd be bringing in cotton for sure. He was. He was good last week. My only concern is, though, 43 supercoach points made up of 37 actual points. And I've seen the, the comments about whether you Parker Jackson Cartwright versus Cotton. Cartwright's going to hit the stat sheet a, a bit more. But that's not to say that Cotton can't, because we've seen him have 10 assist games and get some good steal numbers. He's, I think I'll be going with Cotton. He's on a roll. Cool. Sounds good. Um... A flying toilet saying Wiley's a target next week. Surely he turns his form around. Not with that schedule, champ. So, um, Corey Blackledge, uh, thoughts on Adams to Miller, Ooh, Sauce to Lamb, or Pinder and Ulbrich to Mathieu? What's that? Is he using six boosts? I have no idea. Source to either Lamb or Quoll. Uh He's using one boost. Mm, look, oh, maybe. Okay, so Miller. he's going Source to Lamb, Quoll, or Pinder, and Ulbrich uh, okay. to Mango. Yeah, he's using yeah, the money look, for Adams to Miller to fund Ulbrich to Mango, cool. and then just right. going Source to Lamb, Quoll, or Pinder. Yeah. Look, Adams to Miller. It depends what else you got in your guard spot. I don't love Miller with Armstrong there right now. And we still haven't heard if he's back for sure. So I'd probably wait up, wait on that. And there's better options, whether you're getting a, con, a Cotton or a PJC. Uh, source to Lamb or Quoll. Uh, yeah, look, Lamb or probably Pinder. beats Quoll. Or Pinder. Or Pinder. It, it depends where you're playing them. Like, we spoke about Pinder before. I don't mind that. Ulbricht to Mathiang, we've spoken about that. It's... Yeah, it's all there. Look, what was the highest scoring player at 230K 
on the team that we all want, forward guard eligible, 10% owned, 30 break even, 230K. Are we overlooking him a little bit? I know I did the show with um, with Mickey Dell last week when you were away. Um, mm. Maybe it was the week before. I don't know. Um, it all just fades in. Uh, but yeah. are we overlooking Bull Quell? I don't think we're overlooking him. I just think we're stacked at guard. Like, if you're looking, like right now I've got Cotton PJC. Could potentially bring in Doyle. Where's where's he fit there? Like unless you can just play him at forward. He's forward eligible, is he? Yeah. Yep. Breaking news. Well, I take back everything I said. You you take this question. <laughs> no, he's um he is forward guard eligible, thirty break even. Um, yeah. Look, I'm just saying. Like there's an option of getting him in, getting double the games for for nine games. He could now, be. Now your... you mentioned that. I want to upgrade Kyron Galloway to him. That that's uh, gotten all tasty all of a sudden. I'll um, I'll get back to you on Wednesday. Nice. Sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, do we like Doolittle or Pinder? If you had to choose, keep in mind that one has a thirty break even, one has a sixty break even. Uh, I'd probably be taking Doolittle. Cool. Sounds good. Uh, let's have a little bit of a look through the comments. Um, a few people, um, you know, Jamaran is a gun. So, um, yeah, got himself a 25-game suspension. I'm aware. Uh, global thoughts on McVeigh this week for a double game against New Zealand and Cairns. My heart is broken. How am I take it? Uh, look, I wouldn't be bringing him in. If you're holding him, it's pretty hard to trade away a guy before a double. I- I'd hold. Um but yeah, I, I definitely wouldn't be bringing him in because the schedule gets pretty lean after this. Uh, Rick Ballett, Barry, uh, Golden State Warriors champion in the comments. Uh, Parker Jackson Cartwright or Cotton for captain? I know you touched on it a little bit earlier. Parker mm. Jackson Cartwright does have a couple of those counting stats, whereas Cotton just gets uh, – he's a walking bucket at the moment. Um, yep. If you had to take a punt, um, you know, with no research, what do you reckon? Yeah, look, I own both. So – You'd be happy either way. PJC has just, he hasn't been good to me when I've captained him. He's, he's due. I, I get the feeling like he's due, but then you've also got McDowell White there now. That's, McDowell White wasn't there early doors when he was putting up the big scores. So I, I know they're not playing on the court a lot together, but it's just, it's sort of cramping his style a bit, I feel. And he doesn't um, have to get... He's lost a lob target. Yeah, yeah, look, I think that I would probably be leaning towards Parker Jackson Cartwright maybe a little bit. Okay. Um, just like when we've seen, like, Cotton go low in a couple games. Um, I know yeah. that it doesn't happen very often, um, but he has still dropped 70K this year. He's dropped 70K because he hasn't been as good. So he's got a three-round average of 49, though, which is which is pretty sexy. Yeah, it's hard to walk away from it, isn't it? Yeah. Um, look, Global's looking at Tui and Oldbridge for Lamb and McVeigh. Um, he's got Berger on the pine. I actually really like that. Um, you probably can't afford a Doyle, I would presume, if you're doing that. Mm. Um, but McVeigh is, what, 309K. Doyle is 314K. I would probably lean towards a Doyle over McVeigh if you can make it work yep. with your jewels. Yeah. 
And that dual position is good with those guys. You massage it around a bit. But Doyle is a legitimate captain option this week. Every week he's on a double, he is. But that's a pretty solid upgrade if you can do it. Um, look, we've been we've been everybody's therapist this week. But maybe you should get in the comments and just mention to Carl because he's we've got the coach of the double dribbles on. Um, yeah, one himself a squeeze pack or a four in one. Um, enjoy one of these, big fella. Yeah. For sure. Congratulations. Uh, look, we've got Majok Majok owners um, getting burnt in the comments, as they should be on our podcast. Um, thoughts on oh, – we've answered that one a little bit. I'm having a look. Pinder for lamb, already have cotton. Do we like Pinder for lamb? If you've got Pinder, you hold him through this week, don't you? Yeah. I, depends what your long-term play is. Like, you could hold Pinder, you could – Potentially move him to centre and get someone else out. Um, but Lamb, he's he's on a double-double and, and then a couple of uh, nice little bits in their schedule Singles. coming up as well. So, yeah. The thing with Lamb, though, I'm nervous for Zolan Chetham to come back and see how that impacts the whole dynamic. Yeah, I'm not going Sam Kekovic on him yet, but I'm still – I'd still give it a crack. Yeah, of course you would. Um, look, mate, we've got plenty to talk about on Wednesday. Um, I think this wraps it up, doesn't it? Absolutely. A little short round, Thank- long pod. Let's save it for the, for the preview show. Thanks for everybody for popping on. Um, you've listened to an insight fa- fantasy sports podcast. Cheerio.